0: Welcome to MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Loeb. The inaugural Festival of Veils, which was held March 19th on the Student Union Commons, was an uncommon success. Despite cold, windy weather, some 500 people attended to learn more about Islamic culture, why Muslim women wear veils, and just to have fun. But the difficulties that led to the creation of the festival remain a constant reminder of the lack of understanding some Americans have, and the instances of hate that still plague Muslims in America. We interviewed the creators of the Festival of Veils, MTSU students Khadija, Ahmad, Zainab, and Fatima al-Masari prior to the event, and they'll explain after
1: this. Here are some of the headlines making news at mtsunews.com, the university's news and information website. Eighteen teachers from Murfreesboro City Schools and one from Rutherford County Schools recently received their gifted teaching endorsements after completing the MTSU and Murfreesboro City Schools Gifted Academy. The Gifted Academy seeks to expand gifted education programs by equipping teachers with tools to identify and engage gifted students. The program presents teachers with advanced training to assist in planning higher-level thinking activities and detailed tasks to effectively work with the gifted learner population. Since its inception in 2015, 186 teachers have graduated from the academy to receive their Tennessee Employment Standard for Gifted Teaching. And two MTSU College of Education alumni were recently recognized individually for their superior teaching with the Milken Educator Award, known as the Oscar of Education, and the $25,000 cash prize that accompanies the honor. Governor Bill Lee, Department of Education Commissioner Penny Schwinn, and other officials attended assemblies this month at the award winner's schools to surprise the two outstanding educators. The winners were Raven Brooks, a second-grade teacher at Black Fox Elementary School in Murfreesboro, and Tyler Halstead, an eighth-grade history teacher at Mount Juliet Middle School in Mount Juliet. For MTSU news at any time, go to mtsunews.com.
0: Almasarizal, thank you all for being with us. Thank Thank you for having us. Uh, Let's talk about the Festival of Veils first. What is it and why was it created? Uh, Anybody can jump in at any time.
2: We experience a lot of things as Muslims and that's really what inspired us to create the Festival of Veils. A particular event that happens specifically on campus was I was on two research projects and one with uh, Dr. Phillips and one with Dr. Gao. And we were on a, it was a jujube tree cuttings. We were trying to get a jujube tree We were cuttings. in a
3: research team yeah. studying about this tree. And,
2: yeah. And this man came to us and he started saying things like, your hijab is freaking me out. And uh, what else did he say?
3: Very hurtful things. He yeah. said a lot and my how- little
2: sister was there, so. I didn't want her to hear all of these kind of things he was saying to us. He says he said he also said that you, you I didn't know you people liked trees, so that was very uh, hurtful. And but I think that part of this prejudice, this idea, comes from uneducated people. That's what I believe. That's what this Festival of Veils is about. We're trying to educate people about this. That's how we can reach people, not from a hurtful way. We're trying to be peaceful. about it,
3: And we are doing that by creating this event in which we are celebrating the scarf or veil from other religions too. It's not from Islam, it's also from Catholicism. Judaism, and all these other religions. So we're trying to say that we're all together in this and that the hijab doesn't just represent us, but it helps protect women. It's not representing, it's just protecting. Them.
2: And a woman should have a right to choose whether she can wear the veil or not. She shouldn't be forced to take it off. And that's her right alone. So we're trying to show the significance and importance
0: of it. Is the significance of it
4: more cultural than religious or is it a combination of both? I think that um, the hijab is a religious symbol. It's something that women wear because, especially in Islam, it protects our modesty and allows us the choice to choose what men see. The choice to choose how we are viewed. The hijab allows us to be viewed as intellectuals instead of just an object. It demands that we be treated with respect and it's a sign of our religiosity. It's a sign that we, you know, obey the commandments that we find in the Quran and that we take our religion seriously. Um, As far as Um, Judaism and Catholicism and Christianity, they all have veils or hijabs or head coverings in all of the major monotheistic religions. This is not something that was brought forward by Islam. This is something that's been here way before the advent of Islam.
2: Well, a lot of people have some misconceptions about the veil, positive or negative, or maybe both. Some people think it's a religious aspect. Some people think it's a cultural, it's just based on your beliefs. It really should be viewed as a religious part. That's why I wear the veil personally. People may have other uh, beliefs or ideas or opinions of why they wear the veil, but why I wear the veil is because of my religion. Another positive thing that comes from the veil on a different note is that a lot of women are seen by their beauty and we don't have to we're shown i want to show my intelligence and i want to be viewed as such
3: women who wear hijabs uh, the reason they wear hijabs is not because of re- it's not only because of religion it's a big part but it's not only because of religion in islam the women are required to wear hijabs, not because it's just something that we just added. It's something to protect women because, after all, men are men. Okay. Everyone knows this. There are men out there who take the beauty of women. Maybe you see this nice orange, for example. Let's just say it's a really nice orange. Okay. It's a nice, plump orange that you want. You want to buy it. You want to eat it. You want to do everything with it. Right. But what if you were to like cover it up and it's just like an orange there, but with like a shirt over it or like a blanket or covering, you you don't notice it as much. Here's like, oh, it's just, probably just orange. And it says sign just that says oranges. Oh, it's just an orange, you move on. That's basically what is happening to the woman in Islam because we're trying to protect them from like the eyes from other people who have bad thoughts.
0: Do you feel like uh, the the women in your life, your uh, sisters, your mother, your women who you're friends with, your neighbors, have it tougher than you do when it comes to being targets of hate crimes because uh, they wear the veil and the veil is misunderstood?
3: Not as much as people think. I I want to add it to that she's asking
2: yes (laughs) yes uh but me and my brother we went to i want to add another experience i had me and my brother we went to a farmer's market i believe and this is many instances but i'm just pinpointing specific ones me and my brother was walking and a man shoved my brother it's like they're targeting they're pushing all their anger and frustration with the women to the woman on the
3: men from the woman. Too.
2: That's my experiences. So I feel like although women have it tough because they're representing their religion, their beliefs through the scarf physically. I feel like they take their anger on the men.
3: The thing is, I'm not as recognizable as women. Yeah. So if I'm by myself in like a Starbucks or walking through campus, I won't be noticed. Or targeted at all. But if I'm with like, for example, Muslim woman, there's not as many issues as like, that. There were only like there, we don't have a lot of instances anymore, ever since like we as MPSU. as as it as it grows on. No, even before MDC, as it grows on, because the community is changing. Uh, you know, you know, groups that's happening right now, all these organizations, freedom and all that, that's starting to change human pers- uh, people's perspective. And basically, I think that's what's happening. But honestly, um, I don't think I have it worse. I feel like my, uh, due to how they're more noticeable, I feel like um, I sit, my the woman are more targeted.
0: Zainab, with regard to the first incident you mentioned, uh, what, the, what this character did was bad enough verbally, but did you feel that you were, that he was going to threaten you physically too? I, I don't think so because
2: he was in the car and before anything got escalated, anything, uh, it got worse. My professor stepped in between us and said, you know, we all have our differences and all that. And I really appreciate him for doing that. And that really toned it down. He had my professor
4: took us back inside. So uh, my professor really helped us. Coming from a perspective of the mother, It was really hard on me because I can't just let my girls go from building to building. If Sadam needs to go to the KUC to get something, I have to make sure someone goes along with her. Because I fear that at any moment, someone might verbally or physically attack them. It's it's difficult for a lot of Muslim women to go out after dark. Usually they have to have chauffeurs with them in order to, you know, make sure that they're okay. From a perspective of a mom, I worry a lot because I have a lot of small children and I personally have had to have Kroger security walk me to my car on a couple occasions because I was confronted with, you know, someone verbally attacking me in the store or cussing me just because we wore hijab. And I would be afraid to go out in the parking lot. We're trying to help people become more aware of the hijab and understand it and not be afraid of it. I know that when we had the Borough International Festival here at MTSU, we had a booth. So they would go into the, you know, the Asian booth, they would go into the Hispanic booth, the Indian booth. But then when they got over to us, they would start to come in. And then when they saw the hijabs, they would walk away even though they were interested, they wanted to see the artifacts. It wasn't religious, it was, it was purely artifacts and culture and, and sharing, but because they were afraid of it, they avoided us. Um, there
5: was one incident, I remember when I was a kid, when I was a kid, when I was young, um, people didn't really treat me differently because it was before I started wearing the hijab. And I remember I was walking to the store and people would used to wave to me all the time and everything. And eventually I decided, you know what, I want to start wearing the hijab. So I went to my mom and I was like, I want to start wearing the hijab. Usually at the age of nine, they start wearing the hijab, but I wanted to go ahead and start early. It was around six or seven. And um, as soon as my mom, like she wrapped the hijab around my head. And when we went to Kroger, we went to the grocery store. As I was walking around, we went to this grocery store often and people would wave to me and say hi and all that and compliment me saying how pretty I am and all that. As soon as I went to that store with the hijab, people stared at me and glared at me, gave me dirty looks. To a kid, I was six years old, and people treated me completely differently, and that really opened my eyes to what people um, saw me as, and it really freaked me out. It re- um, so I started, I'm starting to get used to people staring at me, but
0: when I was a kid, it really freaked and really scared me a lot. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. This is MTSU on the Record.
5: Women in Science and Engineering, or WISE, helps college women prepare for and become involved in science-related careers. WISE nurtures women's interest in these fascinating and critical fields and provides mentoring and networking opportunities. The group's main goal is to assure women of their importance in all scientific and technical fields and to promote equal opportunity and treatment of women in science. I'm Dr. Judith iriart WISE advisor.
1: For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com.
6: The Middle Tennessee Writing Project is a program that fosters the effective teaching of writing to students in kindergarten through high school. The project hosts annual summer institutes where teacher participants teach and learn from each other effective techniques of teaching writing. In addition, the project sponsors summer writers' camps for youngsters. MTSU is one of 185 sites of the National Writing Project and one of only two in Tennessee. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to MTSUnews.com. Our guests are
0: Khadija Ahmad, Zainab, and Fatima Al Nasari, all students at MTSU, talking about the challenges Muslims continue to face in a society that doesn't fully understand their culture. Khadija, the mother of Ahmad, Zainab, and Fatima, talked about the hypocrisy certain cultures display toward women who prefer to dress modestly.
4: You're at the beach in France, and if a woman refuses to take off her clothes, she can be arrested and dragged off the beach because you're not allowed to cover your hair or wear a burkini, which is, you know, pants and a long-sleeved shirt. At the beach, you can actually, you can not wear clothes. But if you have clothes on, the police can either take them off or arrest you. So things like that um, in Quebec, Canada, you have uh, the new law that says if you wear a scarf, you're not allowed to teach public school system in the public school system. That's absurd. These women have worked for years for their educations and their degrees and positions to fire them because they wear a scarf is, is just ridiculous. I don't believe that any man or any person should tell a woman to put on clothes or take them off. It should be a woman's choice. You mentioned some of the uh, the
0: individual uh, ugly incidents. Uh, it seems that insofar as major public controversies are concerned since the uh, you know the destruction, the vandalism of the heavy equipment on the building site of the uh, Muslim Center, which happened several years ago and got Murfreesboro national and international bad headlines. It seems that insofar as major public uh, controversies are concerned, things have quieted down here locally, but things are still happening to people in individual instances that we don't really hear about on the news. And I think that might lead some people to think the problem
4: has gone away,
0: but it hasn't gone away, has it?
4: It's it's a continued battle. And just when you think like it's over or that we as a society have moved past something, it just comes back to when you're least expecting it. Like I thought that my kids would be safe here on campus. I thought that I could leave them doing research over next to one of the buildings. But lo and behold, you know, a man just came up and, and started yelling at them. And my six-year-old daughter was with them. He scared them. We're talking about children. They were 14, triplets were 14, and my six-year-old daughter. So what kind of man can do that to children? And it, it's just one of many events. I know that there are so many times that the kids wanna to go to the lake with um, the June Anderson Center when they had an event there. And we couldn't go because it was on uh, 9/11. 9/11 is a day that Muslims are requested our community requests us not to leave our homes because emotions are very high and people tend to. Have a lot more to say in those particular instances, I know that there's been events on campus at night, I can't let my kids attend because it's dark. There are so many restrictions because we are Muslim that it's not fair. We should be allowed to live our lives just like everybody else.
0: Uh, The uh, founding date of MTSU also happens to be September 11th, which makes things rather awkward in a lot of ways. It especially made things awkward when the university was trying to celebrate its centennial. It just so happened that those two dates happened to be on on the same date in the 20 years or so since 9-11, have we learned anything?
4: I think people are really trying. I think that you've got these small seeds that have been planted with people, the small amount of compassion that has grown. And without events like Festival of Vails, there's no hope that these kind of people will continue to spread in our communities. We've seen a lot of people that are understanding and supportive of us. Um, one of the events we're actually doing for the festival was the hijab challenge. And we challenged women on campus to wear a hijab for a week. So I feel like we have a lot of support. And I feel like this is something that this community is ready for. I think Murfreesboro did not like having their name in headlines as, you know, racist and discriminatory and anti Islamic. I think that woke a lot of people up. I think they realize that that's not who they are and that they want to be better. And I think that's, that's meant a lot to us.
0: But Jima, about the incident that happened when you were six years old, how did you handle it emotionally in the aftermath of it? That must've been really confusing for you at such a young age. It's not so much that I
5: handled it. I kind of just ignored it when people would stare at me and when people would say things, my, um, Actually, when I asked my mom, like, why were they staring at me and stuff, my mom sat me down and explained to me that people were gonna stare and possibly say some very offensive or very hurtful things. And it's not so much that I handled it; it's more that I ignored it. Um, I remember when my little sister she decided to wear the hijab really early, I think around five, and we went into the into a store and she was like, why are all these people staring at me? And I remember sitting her down and explaining it to her the way my mom explained it to me when I first wore the hijab, that people were going to stare and say some things, very offensive things and hurtful things. And I just learned to ignore it. Um, children shouldn't have to, especially children, shouldn't have to go through things like that. I I can't say it affected, like, affected me like heavily. Like, it did cause me to become less outgoing. I've like I've tried to keep my voice down and try not to like lower my gaze and everything. I, I remember that every time like I bump into someone, I, I, I just lower my eyes and say, I'm sorry. I don't look people in the eye and I don't talk with them. Like I, I say it, I speak in a low voice. I try not to draw too much attention to myself so that people don't stare at me as much, but it doesn't really work all that well since, you know, people notice my hijab. And, yeah,
2: and on that note, I feel that Muslims have to be extra careful because whatever they say or do heavily impacts them. the slightest word, phrase, whatever they say will affect not only that individual,
6: but the whole community of Muslims.
0: We'll take another break here and we'll return in just a moment. This is MTSU on the record.
6: The American Democracy Project is a nonprofit initiative which strives for greater voter registration and civic participation among young people at MTSU and at campuses nationwide. Through encouragement from professors and peers, young adults are shown the value of being more active citizens in their community, their state, and their nation. ADP seeks to nurture programs that raise the campus community's level of engagement with society. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to MTSUnews.com. The Intercultural and Diversity Affairs Center helps to promote awareness and understanding of the wide variety of cultures represented at MTSU. The center provides information, referrals, and resources. Additionally, IDAC tries to make students from different cultures feel welcome and comfortable on campus so they can have every opportunity to fulfill their academic, social, and personal potential. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com
0: we with MTSU students Ahmed, Fatima, Khadija, and Zainab al-Masari, and there is a student organization they have formed called al Who would like to explain the purpose of al So the purpose of al is to express
5: diversity and understanding. Um, in this community, a lot of people, it's because they don't understand. I remember I learned like from some friends that they didn't know that Muslims weren't, like, because they only learned from the news or from people around them, they only learned what, what's told to them. And because they're raised by other people who have been taught, you know, that Muslims are aggressive or terrorists and all that stuff, Um, their children raised to be like that as well. And so, if we, if we teach them and show, explain to them that's not what Muslims are all about, then they'll soon understand that, they'll soon grow comfortable. They just need to learn to accept and we, we need to grow as a community
2: and show support for each other. Actually, um, on the day of that specific event where we were targeted uh, on the GGB tree research, it was during that time we decided to create El Wahda. So that, that's what stemmed it from
0: it. So that was the very first incident that you mentioned when we started talking, right?
2: Uh, that was the very first incident that I experienced at MTSU. And I think one of the biggest incidents I had before making El Wahda.
0: Do y'all feel that the uh, population of Muslim students at MTSU is
4: growing? Is
0: it on the rise?
4: Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it went from almost seeing no Muslims on campus to, I think there are definitely a couple thousand. Um, so many more Muslims have moved into the area. the The mosques are, you know, filling up. We've got a lot more people of joining organizations and participating and signing up for events like this. I think that the the population is really growing. And I think that women being able to um, express themselves the way that they want is important. And we wanna make a safe community for them and the ability for women to dress as they feel comfortable with. I know that a lot of people think that in Islam that women are forced to wear the hijab and that's not true. It actually says in the Quran that women cannot be forced and that you cannot force it upon them. Um, one thing that is uh, really surprising to a lot of people is that the hijab is not just for women in Islam. In the Holy Quran, the, when the hijab was revealed, it says that the hijab is for the man first. And it says, oh, believing men, lower your gaze and protect your private parts. And then after that, it was prescribed upon women to lower their gaze and dress modestly. So the hijab is not just for women. It's for men as well. You know, God knew that he he should tell men to lower their eyes first and then women to cover themselves to protect themselves from men. Well, I do appreciate you all taking the time to uh, explain it to us. And
0: thank you all for being with us on MTSU on the record. Thank you so much.
3: We'll be right back. Tennessee's farm families contribute to our state's economy, nutrition, and culture. The Tennessee Century Farms Program at MTSU's Center for Historic Preservation acknowledges farms that have been in the same family at least 100 years. To date, the program has certified more than 1,500 farms. There's no cost to nominate a farm or be part of the program. For all
6: the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The mission of the June Anderson Center for Women and Non-Traditional Students is to provide education, advocacy, direct services, outreach, and programming for the MTSU campus and surrounding community on gender-related issues. The center also assists older students who are trying to balance work, college, and family. It also sponsors a monthly legal clinic, career brownback series, book club, and a newsletter twice a year. For all of the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com.
0: Randy Weiler has the middle moment.
6: MTSU engineering technology and mechatronics students shared their senior projects during the annual Tech Expo,
1: recently at Miller Education Center. Department chair Ken Curry shares more. Every student has to demonstrate that the, what you know what they've learned in their academic career, and uh, it kind of pulls together all the design components from all their courses to basically come up with uh, design elements in a particular device. Mechatronics and our engineering technology students put a lot of time and effort into this, and it is really a kind of a crowning achievement in their academic careers and hopefully to start their professional careers.
0: That's MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Logue. Thanks for listening. MTSU On The Record, a news and information
5: program about Middle Tennessee State University, is produced by the university's Marketing and Communications Office, which is solely responsible for its content. Read more about MTSU at our website, mtsunews.com. Podcasts of this program are available at mtsunews.com and on iTunes.